0: Good morning everyone. Jimler joining you from Grand Pacifica, Nicaragua. had a nice little walk on the beach this morning did a little Instagram live down there. Probably didn't see it because I'm in Instagram jail, but oh well. it's a beautiful day here. It's been a little windy so I've had to back up a little bit here towards the wall and see if I can shelter myself from the wind a little bit. but um, the weather's been gorgeous here. We've got a couple things going on. So uh, tomorrow today is Wednesday um if you're listening on the podcast we do do these live so if the dates are all messed up that's why um tomorrow we'll be doing our our weekly class that we add to our fundamentals of wellness master class we'll be doing that tomorrow at 10 a.m eastern and it's basically strength training secrets we're calling it and dr stillman's essentially going to interview me about About basic strength training, I'm going to talk a little bit about today about kind of how I approach people, athletes in general, and give you some general principles and some general tips, um, just so you can kind of navigate things for yourself. Um, And then Saturday, we're doing a Dr. Stillman is doing a webinar that's that's live. The one tomorrow, you got to get on our email list, uh, StillmanWellness.com. And you'll get an email tonight with the link to that so you can register for it. We've got over 100 people registered for it. And it's it's a straight-up class. It's not not a sales webinar or anything like that. And then on, on Saturday, we're doing a webinar basically on how to train a, lo- a little bit smarter uh, and, and not just beat the crap out of yourself. Though so hard training is good. But if you approach it in a smart way, you're going to get a lot better results out of it. It's good to train hard and smart and to rest really hard most people don't i used to have on the back of my shirt i used to have rest more because most people really really uh don't do a good job with the rest component of their training so we'll be getting into more detail on this stuff tomorrow and on saturday as well if you want to tune in for those because there's so much you can cover and here's the problem too today Most people's general lack of physical, most people have horrible GPP general physical preparedness. They haven't worked on a farm, they haven't done manual labor. So overall, they're just not in very good condition. So really, the vast majority of athletes, if they just did some real basic, simple things would would see a nice improvement. The problem is a lot of people go way beyond where they need to be too quickly. Particularly with a lot of the young athletes that play things like football, they just go all out into powerlifting and they really drive the strength application really hard, really fast. Which you know works for some, but then others end up getting in a lot of trouble. So when I look at an athlete when they walk in, one I'm I'm separating people into like categories. Like okay, is this a general population? For is this like a 67 year old person that wants to play with their grandkids on the floor? is this an athlete like somebody who's runner you know or a certain type of athlete I, I usually get people that have absolutely i've got i got a couple extremes i've got people that are older because i've trained a lot of people that were older so they would refer people to me that were older and we would start out nice and slow so i would pick up these people that had let themselves go and their friend had come and started working with me and they're like he, i feel so much better i only train it twice a week it's made a huge difference in my life i'm doing a little simple circuit every day at home and i'm walking every day and i feel like a new person those are the kind of people i've get referred to me then i would get the person that you know destroyed their knee marathon running or they had a slap tear in their in their hip capsule from from lifting or they had you know, or they hurt their back lifting, or the, you know they were competing in powerlifting, or competing in a sport, and they hurt themselves, and so they needed somebody to help them get back into the into the into the swing of things. So that that's a lot of what I did too. Uh, and then I would get, of course, um, I earned a pretty good reputation from working with ladies of getting really great aesthetic goals, uh, getting women to look better, feel better by by doing some you know, moder uh, modified powerlifting program. Women respond really well to lifting weights. And so I would do uh, some powerlifting. They would compete in a couple meets a year. We'd add some athletic things in that worked really, really well. That works incredibly well. Um, and then I had my athletes, and most of my athletes were, um, most of them were athletes that hurt themselves because they didn't do a very good job uh, with their training volume and their training intensity. Uh, and, and then a lot of them I would get at a young age, you know, people would just see what I had done and looked at some of the other athletes and i get them at a young age. So if I, if I got an athlete or even just a regular person, one, I'm going to assess them when they come in, I'm going to see how they move. Are they a bouncy kind of person? Or are they like more like a, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like a gorilla, are they more like a kangaroo or are they more like a gorilla? Right. So if I got a kid who's naturally really, really strong to begin with, I'm going to still strength train them, but I'm not going to push them down that pathway. They need to be more reactive. They need to be more bouncy. We're going to start doing some things in their warm up that are get them get them more like bouncy and explosive and elasticy. Uh, I want to make sure that I give them enough of that bounce because power is important and raw absolute strength is important. Uh, and then people that are really bouncy and laxy we're going to do things to make them a little more stable. So a lot of it's going to depend on body structure, body type. Um, and then I'm going to make sure that I do exercise. and I don't really use things like, you know, I'll use a straight bar. I'll coach it a little differently. You know, if somebody has got a straight bar, I'll have them, you know, put it on their back and I'll have them get their rib cage down. So they're not arched really hard. I like, front squats. So I like his exerts- squats to start. I really like safety squat bar. I'll teach him how to back squat, but I do it in a way where they're past- really hard arch. That's just um, I see him kind of having some internet problems here. We're just going to keep going and see what happens. But um, I find that um, the traditional power lifts, except for maybe somebody like an offensive lineman over time. I mean, you're going to have people that, oh yeah. Okay. I, you know, I did back squats. I got stronger. I got faster. Um, which is great, but you're going to come, there's going to come a time where that that specific exercise or the way it's done might not be what's needed to continue to do well. Like Tom Brady is a good example of this. Not everything Tom Brady did in his training I, uh, I think was what we'd call optimal, but Tom Brady realized as he, he aged in his career, his training needed to be more about moving and about flowing and not about maximum strength early in his career. He lifted, he tried to, li- he lifted a lot of weights and, uh, particularly with overhead athletes, you gotta be really careful, uh, not to take away their ability to turn and rotate. Right. And when you lift a lot of weights, you do a lot of heavy squats, heavy deadlifts. You take away somebody's ability to turn. And so, Tom did a lot of really goofy things in his training, but the one thing he did was a lot of things where he was flowing and moving and shifting as opposed to creating this really stiff, immobile object, right? Um, so, kudos to Tom's trainer for putting some things in there that made him move and shift. You know, um, a lot of the traditional powerlifting slash bodybuilding type movements are not going to be what do are not going to go well for somebody who throws overhead right that's why we're going to do things like landmine um traditional bench press is not so hot you know with the arch and the high, the high compression it's going to take away from the ability to move the thorax and get overhead um it might not it's going to take it's, it might take a little while for that to affect their performance but in the long run it will So one of the things tom brady did really well was incorporating more movement type things into his training to actually improve his throwing mechanics right um you know maximum strength or you know force production for him is not not a big thing a a lot of it is is being able to move efficiently so i look at athletes in that manner and then the average person really yeah landmine um is is one of the best things you can do for just about anybody. It just puts everything in a really good position, particularly if your rib cage is stacked and your pelvis is stacked. That's that's a nice plane that it just is really friendly and it makes the shoulder blade and the rib cage operate in a way that it's designed to move in. So when you do exercises that give you movement options, you're going to have better outcomes in the long run. Now, if your goal is to lift as much over your head as possible, there's different ways to do it, but that's gonna take away from your ability to move well, which is eventually gonna cause problems in the long run. Right? So you kind of have to decide what you want. Um, And that's the one thing people don't understand. It's like, you know, Bill Hartman talks about this all the time. You know, like my shoulder, my shoulders bother me. You know, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. And and Bill likely look at his exercise selection and look at their body type. And like, you, you know, you've got a shoulder result. You know, you did things in your training that basically ended up, you know, putting your shoulder in the position that ended up causing the problem for you. Uh, yeah, so that's Dan. Yeah, Dan. Yeah. So there, Dan's a really good example. Dan in the comments there, um, Dan is a really strong, powerful guy like me. Uh, and he was doing a lot of the traditional bench pressing and traditional, uh, lifts uh, I was having a lot of pain throwing. And so we got him away from benching. We got him away from the traditional lifts. We got him doing more things where he was, you know, landmines, doing pull downs with a stacked rib cage, more things where he was rotating so he could move his thorax. And we were able to get him moving well enough where he could throw pain three, you know, because he is he a big meathead, <clears throat> baseball player. And uh, I've worked with a lot of baseball players and pitchers that fall in love with the weight room and it destroys them. You know they get really strong on the bench and also when the elbow starts hurting on them to throw and it's like you got the rest of your life to be really strong if you want to be uh but getting really really strong in the weight room on bench press and things like that is not going to really help your baseball out especially for a guy like dan who's built like me who isn't really built to rotate well um so that's a prime example of kind of kind of what i would do um But the normal everyday person that comes to me, which is the majority of the people I trained, uh, I trained a lot of athletes. I've still, I still with a lot of different athletes. I'm always looking for the most efficient way to make people better. You know, if I can make somebody better by improving their technique, by improving their sleep, their recovery, I'm always looking for low hanging fruit. Um, but the average person, if they do something I really like, you know, I really like foam rolling, not because it breaks up adhesions or anything like that i like foam rolling because it makes people move around on the floor in weird ways and that really helps people it really really helps people having people shift their guts around and roll and move around on the floor for five or six minutes having somebody do a couple minutes of aerodyne and then like a little circuit of like i would do rope squats maybe some static bear holds some carries something that's gonna help them with the movements that are in the workout. Then you get into actual workout that you're doing. For the most people, I really like full body workouts, you know, pairing a squat with a press, you know, pairing a row um, with something different, you know, maybe a, a after that you do like a like a step up with a row, pairing things together, uh, and, and you do a couple different movements, and then you do some sort of quick finisher a short aerodyne, maybe a little sled. Uh, and then you're doing a reset to cool off to, to calm down to, to get out of the high, high threshold breathing strategy to calm yourself down to recover. And that's basically, in a nutshell, uh, what I would do with a normal person, but that all, you know, if you have somebody who hasn't trained in a long time, you know, I've got these, um, these mini circuits, I think if you type in feel good circuit on YouTube. Get these these mini circuits that I would have people do something like that, you know, three, four, five, six times through, then maybe push the sled a few times and then go home for the first couple weeks, you know, and then you add some really simple things in. You teach them how to do the movement in the first couple weeks, but it's a kettlebell deadlift or whatever it is. Week one, you're just teaching the movement, you're training the nervous system to move. Week two, you challenge them a little more. Week three, week four, week five, week six all of a sudden they're lifting a decent amount of weight. Okay. Then maybe we reset what they're doing or we keep doing what they're doing and change the rep scheme. Maybe we were doing tens. Maybe now we're going to go down to fives on the main movement and we're going to keep the accessory movement, um, you know, maybe eight to 10. Right. And we're going to do it in a way, if they're an athlete, <clears throat> depending on what we're trying to do with them, um, the tempo is going to be totally different than if it's a bodybuilder or somebody who's trying to put on as much muscle on as possible. Um, Somebody who's trying to put as much muscle on as possible. It's going to be more uh, controlled and slow. Someone who's an explosive athlete, you know, who's like somebody who's doing, um, like say somebody who's a football player, um, you know, he's going to, if their goal is to to build that power, they're going to be doing, you know, uh, very fast explosive reps, like a dynamic effort type thing. You can use medicine balls that you can use things like the hammer jammer. You can do dynamic pushups like that. Um, all sorts of different things so there's different tools for the job but, you know it's there's so much information to cover it's almost impossible to cover all of it but if you understand the principles of, okay what does this person really need like me say i wanted to start i wanted to start competing again say in wrestling right say i wanted to get back into wrestling would i need to do more maximum strength no i'm already playing I would need to do more strength endurance. I'd need to get. Uh, I'd need to work on my technique. I'd need to basically most of my conditioning would be actually drilling wrestling. Um, I would want to do lots of things like Jacob's ladder, and that's where there's different testing. Joel Jameson gets into this. One of the things I look at is like when I'm watching somebody train, like how much are they huffing and puffing? Um, are they breathing hard just doing simple things? If I know that that I need their their aerobic engine, their aerobic base needs to get bigger. Um, how hard do they have to work just to exist? And that's where you know, extended warm ups come in. That's where walking outside comes in. Because everything gets easier if you have a little bit of an aerobic engine. So there's just a few thoughts. Uh, Dan, I appreciate you contributing and and, and jumping in. Uh, but there's a few thoughts for you get on the webinar, or get on the get in the lesson tomorrow, going to go into a lot more detail. I mean, there's lots of great beginner strength training programs. Like my friend Jim Windler has a great program called 531. The only thing I would do is with like field athletes, uh, I would just replace something like um, you know, the regular barbell squats of the safety squat bar squat. I'd replace like the overhead press with the landmine press for, for field athletes or people that throw. But you know, three three or four years of basic fundamental lifting is gonna help just about anybody as long as you're not turning them into a power lifter um that would be that would be wise for just about anyone and I, uh, gymnastics is one of my favorite foundational uh, activities because it and all kids i think should take gymnastics because it teaches you to move in a full range of motion and all joints and control that full range of motion because there's nothing inherently wrong with extension there's nothing inherently wrong with flexion The problem is, is when you get stuck in in either one of those things and you can't go the other direction or you don't have the ability to switch back and forth or you don't have the ability to control that and manage that strategy, right? That's when you get in trouble. So have yourself a great day. Get on our email list, stillmanwellness.com, so you can get in on the lesson tomorrow. You'll get an email tonight. Uh, And then Saturday, the link's down below. It's on my YouTube channel. It's on Dr. Stillman's YouTube channel. Tune into that. Uh, we'll get into a lot more detail on that so have yourself a great day thanks for tuning in make sure you get yourself outside even though it's probably cold as hell where you no, it's not cold as hell cold is whatever slang term you want to use for it but uh appreciate you turning tuning in and have yourself a great day